Hello and welcome to the Conscious Leadership Podcast. My name is Julie Hogbin and I am the creator and founder. This podcast covers every aspect of conscious leadership and the Conscious Leadership Code. And if there is a particular example or angle or subject you would like an episode on, please reach out and let me know and I will create it specifically for you. Relationships. We're all in one, all of the time. And the primary relationship we are ever in is the one that we have with ourselves. And I'm writing a book currently called Wealth Beyond Money with Emmanuel Ezekiel. And I have been working on the section that links to our relationship blueprint. And I thought I'd do a quick episode onto the podcast around some of what I've written into the actual book Um, and we all do have a relationship blueprint and where do we get it from Uh, and it's one of those things that when you really think about it who teaches you about relationships and I've, I've been doing a lot of thinking about this recently who teaches us how to think who teaches us how to learn who teaches us how to communicate who teaches us to be in a relationship and in reality We learn these things through all of our own interactions and and what we see and what we observe. So as a youngster, you know, between the ages of one and seven, most of these things are, are imprinted within us. And then do we really, as when we grow older and as adults, do we really look at them? Do we really do we really look at them and think, can I change this? Do I want to change this? Because the older we get. And, you know, changes are constant, but self-awareness, sometimes we need to dig deep to actually be aware. It's, it's just one of these things that's been spinning around my head for a while now. Um, and for, for many of you who listen in, you know I've been in the learning and development, leadership, self-development, management for over three decades, a long time. And sometimes I forget what I know. So let's have a look at this relationship blueprint. And as a wise man once said to me, people come into your life for a reason, a season or a lifetime. So which relationship are you looking for? And just remember, the one relationship you will have for life is the one that you have with yourself. It will be your longest relationship ever. And I do sometimes wonder how, and I can only speak for me on this, my relationship with me has not always been good. I have not loved myself. Um, I have given far more of me to others and been sucked into others' ways of being than perhaps looking after myself as much as I should. I didn't always have good self-worth. I didn't always have great self-value. And over the years, I have learned um, and I've always had one of those chips on my shoulder, whereas I, and as I said this to somebody the other day, I take no shit. Um, and that's been throughout my life in one guise or another. I don't accept nonsense from people, whether that be somebody who has employed me. So, you know, in a job or whether that's been from a, a partner, but I've also noticed that I do not protect myself at times. I don't do that anymore, but I have done in the past. So think about 
your relationships. Think about initially the relationship you have with yourself and how good is it? What are your boundaries like? And then how does the blueprint that you have for yourself transition into relationships you have with others? So if you're happy with yourself as a person, you know who you are and you know what you want in life, you will be able to bring that confidence, that assurance, that belief into your external relationships. And you make sure that the people in your life are aware of what you want and what your personal limits are, your boundaries, what you are willing to give and what you're willing to receive. And your relationship with yourself will positively and negatively impact any other relationship in your life. So you must get that most intimate relationship that you have with you healthy. So take some time out to think about how you feel about yourself and whether you're happy with where you are in your life, your career, your relationships, external and your health. Are you spending enough time doing things that you enjoy and that help you to relax? So are you filling your cup, for want of a better phrase? Because if your cup isn't full, how do you then give to others? Are you making enough time for yourself? And if you feel your self-care, and remember, self-care is not selfish, if you feel that your self-care is lacking, it's vitally important that you make more effort for yourself in this aspect of your life. And I'm saying this, and I appreciate that some of you listening, you know, you may be, you may be single mums with a career with three or four kids, you know, so I do really respect that we are not all in the same place. And you still have to make time for yourself. And there's a quote that I want to share with you, and it's it's by Shakespeare. So self-relationship. This above all, to thine own self be true. And it must follow as the night the day. Thou canst not then be false to any man. So think about that for yourself. And when you think about loving and respecting yourself, they are the foundation for your overall mental, emotional and physical health. And please remember, and I've said this a little bit earlier, the journey to self-love and respect is personal, personal to you. It's unique to you. You are unique. Your relationship with yourself is unique, as is your relationship with anybody else. There is no comparison here. We're all who we are. We're all born born perfect. And then life just layers all that stuff on top of us. We haven't all had the same upbringing. We haven't all had the same experiences by far. So get that relationship with yourself healthy. And it is okay to take small steps. And it is okay to ask for help if you need it. And what you must do is start. You must start this relationship with self make you your priority. That doesn't mean be selfish. That doesn't mean be horrible. It doesn't mean be nasty to other people. But you have to become a priority for yourself. 
And this is the key point about this. So remember how you feel and think about yourself affects every external relationship you enter into, for good and for bad. And the emotions and memories you carry with you from an early age and every relationship you've been in throughout your life affect you now. And all of that can be destructured. It can all be, what's the right word, mended, healed, worked on, which leaves you free and clean for whatever comes next for you and your future. Now, remember, this is any relationship. This is a relationship with your parents, with your children, with your siblings, with your employer, with your business partner. This is this covers every relationship because you take you into it. So let's just have a quick look at this. So your relationship blueprint with yourself will be made up of every interaction you've had throughout your life, starting starting with and from what you heard and experienced when you were in the womb. Now, there's research that indicates this is part of where you start to develop. So it starts in the womb, it goes all through your upbringing, it goes through your education and life so far. Every interaction has layered something onto you and into you. It will be how you speak to yourself, how you allow others to speak to you, what boundaries you have in place, how you treat yourself. I mean, there is a long list and and that's your starter for 10, if you like. So here, I'm just going to give you some key principles to work your way through. And there are 10 because it's a starter for 10. So understanding your self-worth. And this for you is the realisation that you are valuable and worthwhile just as you are. You do not need to earn your value or worth by fulfilling other people's expectations. You are personally deserving of respect, kindness and love because of who you are as a human being, not what you do or or you achieve. Number two, self-care. Loving yourself means taking care of your physical, your emotional and your mental health. And of course, this is going to include exercising, eating healthily, getting enough sleep, engaging in relaxing, nearly said that, engaging in relaxing activities and seeking help when you need it. And whether that's from trusted friends, because remember, once you've shared something, you don't get it back family and health professionals in one guise or another from emotion to physical self-care is not selfish it's vital you cannot give from an empty well which is what I said earlier number three setting boundaries this is a key aspect of self-respect setting boundaries you protect your time you protect your energy and you protect your emotional health and this can involve saying no when you need to Deciding who gets to be part of your life and defining what behaviours you will or will not accept from others. Number four, mindfulness and self-compassion. Mindfulness helps you to stay present and avoid self-judgment. Self-compassion encourages you to treat yourself with the same kindness and understanding that you would extend to others. And both of these practices can help you handle difficult feelings and circumstances, reducing stress and promoting emotional well-being. Personal growth. Continual learning and self-improvement can build self-respect and self-love. 
And this can involve developing new skills, expanding your knowledge or addressing personal weaknesses, depending on what those weaknesses are. I am um, a firm believer in working to your strengths. But if one of your weaknesses is in how you communicate, I would definitely address that. I'm doing a program on the art of transparency, which will be on my website very soon. And the website is juliehogbin.com. There's lots of articles. If you're listening to this and then you want to go and um, support it by additional reading, please go to the website. Personal growth. Um, it is important that you balance this with self-acceptance, understanding that it is OK not to be perfect. Perfection does not exist, I can assure you. And it is all in the eye of the beholder anyway. And of course, everyone's unique, so what's perfect to one is not perfect to another. Number six, gratitude and recognition. Regularly acknowledging what you appreciate about yourself, your life, and what you're good at will improve your self-esteem, confidence, and general outlook. Be grateful for what you have. Acknowledge who you are. Recognize it. You might want to start writing it down in a book. You might want to start saying it before you go to sleep at night or at least reflecting on it. Number seven, forgiveness. Letting go of past mistakes is crucial for self-love. Everyone makes mistakes and it is part of us being human. By forgiving yourself, you can let go of the guilt and regret and you can allow yourself to move forward. You can't change the past because the past has happened but what you can do is de-emotion the past you can heal whatever it is that needs to be healed and I use the word healing as a general word that encompasses a lot for me you'll hear me say stuff which is a whole raft of it's a technical word and healing for me is a one of those technical word words as well uh, number eight, positive self-talk. How you talk to yourself matters. It's so important. So important. Replace those critical and negative thoughts with positive thoughts. Talk to yourself kindly. If you wouldn't say it to somebody else, don't say it to yourself. Control the inner voice, which on occasions talks out loud as well. If you talk to yourself, if you do it internally, you might even be doing it externally. And of course, if you talk to yourself nicely, it's going to improve your self-perception and general mood. You know, think about if you've got a dog or an animal, think about, you know, if you talk to them in a harsh tone, what do they look like? If you talk to them in a really positive tone, what do they look like? You can see the difference in the, in the energy. Number nine, find your passion and purpose. This is, this is really important. I'll do another episode on this because this is vital especially when things go awry in your life. If, if you haven't got your purpose and you haven't got your passion, you don't know what your mission is, oh, you can get knocked off track. I can tell you because it's happened to me personally. Doing what you love and what drives you will help you feel happier. It will help you be more fulfilled and it will contribute to your self-love and respect. And then when things do go awry, life is not perfect. You've got that passion and the purpose to keep you on track and then the last one embrace your individuality you are unique you have your own strengths you have your own weaknesses you have your own quirks embrace the individuality you do not have to conform you do not have to fit in you do not have to become 
one of the masses. Celebrate your strengths and acknowledge your weaknesses without judgment. So if you've put if you put the above the, the, the above 10 points I've just spoken about on a scale and you assessed yourself against them, how would you score? How would you score your blueprint relationship with yourself? Again, if you want any help on this, any more support on this, please reach out. And if you want to go to the website, juliehogbin.com uh, forward slash articles, I think it is. And there's a whole raft of articles on there. Going to put some more on there this week for you to access and read. Anyway, see you next week. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Conscious Leadership Podcast. And if you have found it useful, please leave a review. And if you have found it useful, please share it with others that will find it useful as well. If you want to know more about my publishing, please follow me through to the Amazon author page. And if you would like to follow me on any of my other social media channels, please do, which also includes a YouTube channel.